Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> of all ages. Now it's time for Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. Here's your host, Nick Holy moly, Chris Campoli, Tyler Toffoli, we are back. With episode, I think this is three. It's getting cloudy. Especially with being bombarded with all this hockey. Hockey is back. Hockey season has returned since uh, last we chatted. Uh, lots of goings on and uh, since midweek in the NHL. Some hat tricks. The great Connor McDavid got a hat trick. Boy, there's a surprise. And uh, the great eight, Alex Ovechkin, I believe, also had a hat trick. A lot of big scores. Could we be returning back to the middle 80s, early 90s, five, four scores? I don't know. So uh, we shall see what we shall see. My name is Ed Geik. The chat room is, uh, is a buzz. Here, uh, I'd like to welcome uh, Jeff Diamond back into the chat room from Kitchen, Ontario. And uh, Jeremy, who I've traded with uh, in the past. Jeremy is a Colorado Avalanche fan. And his Avalanche, absolutely stifling the New York Rangers on opening night in Madison Square Garden. Uh, and gaining a victory, 4-2 victory, so he must be happy. It's always good to get on the board, especially with the Avalanche, who are not predicted to do all too well, but uh, you never know in the game of hockey. That's why they play the games. So, you are at Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards. We're going to talk uh, got several issues I'd like to talk about. I'd like to get some business out of the way right, right off the bat. I would like to thank, and I really do appreciate these people at the Sports Card Forum. Uh, they have uh, facilitated a way for me to uh, get my broadcast promoted there and linked there and all that good technological stuff. And I would especially like to thank Scott and Patriots guy over there uh, for helping me out, and uh, I certainly will reciprocate uh, in turn, uh, as well, as much as I can. And uh, I would like to have some of their hockey people on and uh, talk, uh, obviously, hockey cards. Uh, we also, next week, I'm going to have Russ Cohen. Uh, he's authored many hockey books. 
books on the Winter Classic. He was, uh, also wrote 100 Ranger Greats. He also does a prospect program on XM, uh, Hockey Prospects. I uh, want to get him on the show for one reason and one reason only. I want to know out of this crop of draft, uh, out of this draft, what guys I should be going for in the Young Guns crop. I know it's not; it was considered a weak draft, but uh, Upper Deck Series 1 is just around the corner. So I want to know who to collect. I want the I, I don't want the yeah, you know the the first couple of guys I want the the ones I can get on the cheap. Let's face it, hockey cards collect. I've said this again on the previous shows. Hockey card collectors are uh, you know listen we like a bargain and what's wrong with that? So uh, last week we touched on artifacts and uh, we told you about the redemptions and and this and that and uh, and stuff like that and. Uh, so we're going to kind of move on from artifacts, leave that. Uh, stuff is on the open market. It's been released. You can go on eBay. You can, you know, peruse whatever you want to peruse over there. Uh, there's some nice memorabilia cards in there as well. Um, but uh, the redemptions um, are pretty much for the um, players that were drafted in this previous year. Um I don't think there's a rookie set. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty sure there isn't. So I, li- I like to kind of like, uh, you know, you got a lot of uh, futuristic movies being uh, released. You got the, or being made. You got the Blade Runner with Harrison Ford and all this stuff. And, you know, I'm an older gentleman, an older gent, as they say. So in the world of technology, sometimes it, uh, it conflicts with me. You know, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. I like the physical things. I like things I can touch, things I can feel. That's why I like hockey cards. I can grab it, this and that. I'd like to talk about the Upper Deck E-Pack. Now, I don't know how many people are familiar with this. I am not well-versed in the E-Pack. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I know some rudimentary stuff about it. Uh it sounds just like another way to make a buck, but I'm sure there are people that enjoy it. And uh, let me try to impart the knowledge as I know it. Now, this is something people who are living in the digital age. And, uh, you know, I've begrudgingly come along and I'm part of the digital age where uh, I know a lot of people in my age group have totally dismissed the digital age. They don't want to deal with it. Uh, they've, buried their head in the sand, but me, it's hockey cards, you got my attention. That's the way I look at it. So Upper Deck has this EPAC, which are basically digital card, it's digital card collecting. And you can go on the, I think, the Upper Deck EPAC site and actually sign up, you know, put your, uh, your, your email address, your firstborn's name, whatever you whatever you have to do, and um, you actually can start a collection. Now, I know they give you daily free packs, and then, uh, and I don't know how many cards are in these free packs. I haven't checked it out yet, but apparently, that if you want a copy, a physical copy of the card. 
Now, they, they get stored in your smartphone, on your desktop, whatever they get stored in. And you get like a digital image of a card. And I guess they have certain cards that are unavailable in the general set that is released, the physical set, if you will, that is released. So, uh, you know, I could check that out now, but uh, I'll, I'll check it out a little bit later or while we're doing, you know, something else is going on. Um, so you get these cards and um, you have the option to purchase them if you want the physical card. Okay. I, to me, I mean, it's not my thing. Also, you can purchase packs as well. Uh, if you want to purchase a digital pack of Upper Deck, well, not right now, but say so you want Upper Deck MVP, you can do that. Uh, my personal belief is this, is that uh, I'm old school, I'm completely old school with this. I want something I can touch and feel. Uh, I feel like this is probably a money grab, most likely designed by some corporate weasel to get more money. But then again, and I want to say kids today, I mean, you know, the, the younger generation embraces this. You know, you go to school, you can't bring all your cards with you. You know, you're, you're sitting there in a homeroom. Uh, you, you know, you want, to, uh, you want to show your friend your collection? Boom. Right on top of there, you can uh, show uh, uh, your friend Jimmy, your friend Stacy, whatever. Hey, look what I got. I got a nice... Uh, you know, uh, purple uh, parallel of Drew Doughty. I now can show my friends. or And I've seen these things on eBay, these color wheels from last year's uh, OPG Platinum. And I'm like, what is this all about? And I know they weren't in the base set, but they were available through these e-packs. And the e-pack, then you could get a physical copy of the card and then they would show up on ebay and i'd be like what is this this color wheel so uh uh it, it's uh it, it's an interesting thing not my thing but i i just felt like i should make you guys aware of it because that's just the type of guy i am you know i you know i want to let everybody know everything now i don't know everything feel free to chime in if I do not know, I don't know at all, and I don't pretend to know at all, and any information you can impart to me would be magnificent. Colin Cook has now joined the chat. This is a, uh, this is a, I'm going to give this man a standing ovation. Colin Cook, the king of memes, is here. Very good, Colin. Glad to see you in the chat room. Uh, uh, Colin, a, a a big fan, big fan, big fan. So, um, so that pretty much gives me, you know, wraps up the EPAC. I thought it was kind of, kind of unusual, you know. And I don't know whether it's going to have legs, uh, but you know, once again, I'm I'm sure Upper Deck is trying to uh, probably milk as much money as they can out of everybody. And listen, it may have an may may have a 
niche or niche, depending on uh, how you pronounce it. Now, we do have a Facebook group. If you want to join the Facebook group, if you're a Facebook person, Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Cards Facebook group. Do a search on it. I could link it later. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But on this Facebook group, uh, we've had some people asking me for prices on cards. And, and of course, John Newman, who's a colossal pain in my tuchus, I mean, forever, for 10 years, gives me like a slew of cards uh, to, to price out for him. Now, listen, John, lay your money down. Subscribe to Beckett. Go to Sports Card Forum. Make some friends over there. Whatever you got to do. But don't post 35 cards on the freaking Facebook thing. I'm not here to price out every card. But I am a nice guy, and I will oblige John Newman because he actually took me to a Ranger game for free once. So this is my payback to you. Although the seats were obstructed, and he was drunk out of his mind. So, uh, But uh, John's good people. Um, John gave, uh, let me look at a, uh, he had a couple Ryan McDonough rookie cards and, uh, we discussed about how, uh, defensemen usually, especially guys who are not big scorers, they're, they're solid investments, but they're not investments that are going to go to skyrocket unless you have the Eric Carlson's. Uh, the um, who else? I'm, I'm, I'm not, I guess Chris Letang's. The you know, even to go back further, I mean, you, know, you really got to look for offensive defensemen. Uh, PK Subban, especially when he was with Montreal, these are the guys that that really take off in price. So, John Newman, who he sank a lot of his fishnagels, a lot of his uh, escarole into uh, Ryan McDonough in his rookie year, which I think was 2010, 2011, as far as the sets he was released in. And uh, so uh, we, uh, so he went that route. And let's face it, I don't know if you guys know, I know a couple of people in the chat room, but Ryan McDonough was probably the biggest deal ever in Ranger history, and uh, could be uh, one of the biggest deals in hockey history, is that he's basically a throw-in in a Scott Gomez trade where the Rangers sent Scott Gomez to uh, Montreal as a, basically a salary dump. And, um, and somehow uh, the Rangers managed to get from then-GM Bob Gainey, Ryan McDonough. And I think it mostly had to do because P.K. Subban had really become the uh, the darling of the Canadian uh, um, Canadian organization, even though I think he was picked. Um, I think McDonough was picked before Subban was, as far as their organization goes. I don't know. I don't remember exactly. But uh, so John, he put his money down. He wound up. He, he went. In the, the heydays of Panini, when Panini was running a show here, uh, not this particular show, but was, uh, I think, had exclusive rights to um, hockey, uh, which was good and bad. Uh, Panini was, um, 
I thought they offered some really nice patches and, you know, stuff like that. Uh, although they were horribly marked uh, and numbered, um, I still have hard time finding um, the, if I just go by the numbers or or the lettering, whatever it's in the back of the card, to look up the card, it's just all over the place. So they've, they've kind of failed in that regard. Uh, you know, they were terrible for organi- people who went to organization. And even if you're selling a card, you know, you want to supply the buyer with the most, most information that they can so they can look it up. And if they can't look it up, you know, they may be hesitant to buy. Panini was really awful in that. And they, they did have some really bad products, but they had some good products as well. So anyway, I digress as usual. Um, uh, John put up a couple McDonough cards. Um, he put up his Luxury Sweet Rookie, which was a, was a pretty good set, as I remember. I mean, you know, it's been a while um, since I've dabbled into Panini. Panini. Um, it was a, basically, I think, a two-color patch, uh, numbered to two ninety-nine. Um, that's booking about forty dollars right now. So I just want to help John out. I mean, he was good enough to post these and scan these things into Facebook. So, you know, I'm just going to ramble here for a couple seconds, as uh, and hopefully he listens to this podcast. Because if he doesn't listen, I'm not going to sit there in the Facebook and quote your prices. You better listen to the podcast. I'm a little agitated. Again, it's warm again. I did the show a couple weeks ago. It was warm and humid, and it's warm and humid now. And I just got back from Vegas where, you know, it was hot there. A little hot under the collar, apparently. So um, the uh, he also put up a really nice card, which I really, really, I was a little bit jealous. I'm going to tell you guys. I go through I go through card envy. If I see somebody has a nice card, I was like, I want that card, man. I I I I got no problems about admitting that to you. I mean, we're amongst friends. Um, he had a, a luxury suite gold numbered to ten. Fantastic patch on this card. Uh, may have even been a part of the lettering. You know, and that brings me up to another point. By the way, I, I, I would probably see that card going for 150 bucks. That's how much I thought of it. I mean, if you're going to sell it, you got a price to sell. But if I had to do a roundabout, now if you join the Facebook group, you could go and check out the patch and say, "Hey, 150 dollars, Ed? What are you crazy? I wouldn't pay 150 dollars for this crap." So <laughs> it's good to have different points of view um so i was going to say something about oh yeah this is a strange thing with especially with memorabilia uh, and and patches especially um a lot of people are um and i, I would be interested to see how jeremy feels about this when you trade a patch card the value the book value may be uh, let's say for instance forty dollars but you might get an unusually great patch for that $40 card. And a lot of people will 
increase the value of their cards if they're trading it or just general in general depending on how many colors are in that patch or where the patch is located now uh, on the Facebook page oh, I don't think I have it I may not have it, a photo of it anymore but I, used, I had a patch of a Calgary Flame whose name escapes me now. He was a Russian guy from about three years ago. I don't even think he's in the league anymore. Anyway, uh, the patch had, there is a, on the shoulder of the Calgary Flames, there is a patch of, I guess, Alberta or something. And this was a part of that patch. And it was really cool. I mean, it was really cool. So a lot of times, the actual patch and how many colors, where it is, will impact the value. Uh, and I think uh, I think that definitely impacts it. Some people, they don't care. Uh, you know, it's got three colors, it's got two colors. It's three colors and a stitching and a col another color. Um but I think it does impact because let's face it, it's a visual hobby. I mean, you know, it's a, a really big component. So, you know, I think it should um, impact it. I know people are like stuck on book value for stuff and then they're not going to waver. But, you know, I think if something is physically attractive, it should fetch a higher price. I mean, I, I wonder what you guys think about that. Um, Colin in the chat room is now telling me that he's been looking for some cards. Oh, I'm, I'm loving the cards with extras. Those mini jersey cards are sick. And I see one on, this one on eBay with a game used stick fragment in there. Awesome. Uh Jeremy says, I am fine paying a premium for trading up for a crazy cool patch. Yeah, I think I think everybody's in agreement. If you see something you like, you have no problem. Yeah, I mean, and I don't think many people uh, uh, have a problem with that. I mean, most sane individuals. Actually, most people that are in this chat room listening to this program, I know, are all in agreement because we're all on the same page. We love hockey card collecting. So uh, we got uh, two of John Newman's cards out of the way. He's got much more to go. I, I, I don't know if I want to spend the whole show doing that, but uh, um, we, we can. Uh, we can later. Now, I, I looked up what I could see on Upper Deck Series 1 because I think out of all the cards people collect, or the the, uh, the the series, or the brand, or the whatever you want to call it, uh, that's the one everybody hones in on. Upper Deck Series One. People trade it. People want it. They want. They've gotten it every year. They've completed the set every year. Uh, they can then when Series Two comes out later in the year, they want that. They want the whole set. They want all the young guns. Everybody. It's a frenzy. The blasters are flying off the freaking uh, the, the retail stores. They're big in retail. You go to your Walmarts, your Targets, uh, whatever you got in Canada. What do they got in Canada, Jeremy? Uh, not Jeremy. What do they got in Canada, uh, Jeff, as far as uh, Targets and Walmarts? 
I'm sure they have like other type of stores, you know, like Henson's. I just made that up. But it could be. Who knows? So Series 1 will be coming out uh, on November 15th. And uh, for you guys, who you know, Series 1 is not a memorabilia heavy uh, set. You're going to get, you know, some patch cards. You might catch an autograph. Uh, it's more about the young guns. This is something they started in way back when. Uh, uh, apparently, Target Canada fell in 2015. Fell. It's like almost like it was in a war. Canada fell. It was shot. By Canada Walmart. Anyway, uh, so what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, uh, we want Updeck Series 1. Young Guns is the the thing, the place to be. I mean, it's where uh, this this product has sat since 1990. Uh, I think I, I, I believe so. I was there. I was there. I had my Steph Mateau Young Gun Calgary Flames. Yes, and then they had a, uh, and uh, they had a, uh, they have an update release, I think, too, and that's where the Pavel Bure young gun was. Him wearing CCCP from the World Juniors. Uh, so uh, it, it is a, it has a long tradition of. of uh, of you know collection it's you know it's a nice it's a nice sought after subset i guess now the big question is this year we've got a rookie crop that a lot of people saying it, it, it's well the consensus is it's it's not as great as last year uh um and um, a lot of people are worried about that, you know, depending on, you know, the prices. Uh, you know, are you going to be able to f- find a guy? Last year, I mean, it was uh, Austin Matthews. I was lucky enough to pull two Austin Matthews. Um, I did keep one, and I did sell one, I think. Um, and then... Uh, Later on in Series 2, you had Patrick Liney. There were a lot of good, good rookies last year. So, um, and so I, I think the, the I guess, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The, the craving, the, uh, the wanting of these cards uh, by the public may not be as um uh as much as it was last year. Uh I always seem to get these and listen, I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. It within this w- w- within this th- this set there is a, a subset well, I guess subset, but there there is a little I guess it's a subset of day with the cup. Now, Day with the Cup is basically the Stanley Cup winner of that year holding the cup 
doing whatever he's doing with the cup. If he's Claude Lemieux, he's probably having his dog licking out of the, the bowl of the Stanley Cup or whatever, using it as a food dish or whatever. We all remember that. Maybe we don't. But uh, uh, they have – now, I'll get back to my complaining. Now, the, the odds to hit this card are one in 2,000 packs. That is that's pretty well, that's pretty tough. I'm not saying it's ex- extraordinary. I mean, the autograph ones are one in 16,000 packs. So the last two years, I have gotten the day with the cup. But I always get like these. I mean, I mean, I got Malkin, and then I forgot who I else. I got like a kind of a. Uh, I forgot. I, I forgot. I got. But the cards don't really have like a big market value. You would think that the card. But I guess because it only you know if you're a Pittsburgh fan you want that card, but uh, you know if you're an Avalanche, a Leaf, Detroit Red Wing, Buffalo Sabre fan. What the hell do you want with a Malkin holding the cup card? So I guess maybe that explains why it, it doesn't sell, I think, as much as, com, you know, comparative to the, the, you know, the high chance of you getting it. So that's just my beef, my own personal beef. Ah. Uh, all right. So um, let's see what else we got here. Oh, wait, uh, Jeremy says he pulled one 2014, I think. See, yeah, Victor Stolberg, there you go. That's that, that's what I ran in with the other thing. It was like some, like, you know, periphery guy, you know. I couldn't get Crosby, no. Or, uh, like Victor Stolberg was Chicago, so, you know, you couldn't get Taves or Kane or Keith. No. You got Victor Stolberg. Who Ranger fans are still mourning. No, I'm only kidding about that. Victor has gone on to brighter and bigger things. Um, so it's funny in, in, in the high, when you collect because it's also why does it seem that you get like certain players over and over again? I remember one year I got Brian Little like 400 times. I was like, I can't. I can't get rid of this guy. He's everywhere. Brian Little here. Brian Little there. It was like he was chasing me. Yes. Great Brian Little. He's turned out to be a decent hockey player. But, uh, you know, I didn't need to see him. And then last year, with Austin Matthews, and you had uh, Nylander, you had Kapanen, you had Marner, Every time I saw a Maple Leaf, I thought I was getting something good, and it wound up being some stiff. Like I need to see Matt Hunwick. I mean, I I appreciate Matt Hunwick, but I was looking for that rookie. I was looking for the golden ticket. Oh, it just didn't happen. You know, it always seems like you remember the things that kind of the shaft. You don't remember your great victories as much. At least that's the way it works with me so it's amazing uh the emotions you have when you um when you go through this stuff um but that's part of the game that's that's one of the the 
the the good things about collecting. Uh, now, Colin, I, I wanted to ask you. I know you're not uh, on the phones here. Let me see. We got no phone. Oh, by the way, I didn't give the phone number. That's probably why there are no. Um, and I, I, Connor, you're not. Uh, Colin, you're not obliged to call. I'm just giving out the number. Uh, if you would like to call the Rock'em Sock'em Hockey Card Podcast, uh, you can dial your phone, your rotary phones, one eight one eight. Five one four ten forty six. That's right. That number again, one eight one eight eight five one four ten forty six. One eight one eight five one four ten forty six. Okay. So uh we talked about the EPAC, we've talked about upper deck. I saw the designs for upper deck young guns. Oh. I don't know. I have problems with things new. I always get used to the design. I don't know if any of you else. I don't like script on my card. Like the font is it's in cursive. Like young is in print, and then guns is in cursive. And I don't. I don't like that mix. I forgot what year it was. Um, maybe in the early two thousands. Let me see. Check it out. It was an awful young gun design. It looked like some kind of western, old west type of thing. Let me see. I'm going to just punch it up here. Um, Talks amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. The Tampa Bay Lightning. Are they going to be good this year? Can Vasilevsky be good? All right. Um... Now it looks like boo, 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 boo. 2007-2008, I believe it is. Yes, his upper deck card. It was is on the 2007-2008 uh, upper deck had like a western font. I don't even know how to to describe this thing. It was just not good. It's not good. Um, so, uh, listen, it may not be, it may be just like a thing with me that I'm just not used to it. It's something different, but, uh, you know, I'm all about fonts like uh brick from the middle. Any of you people watch that show. So now I've been talking about a lot of, about the upper deck products in the first three shows. And I'd like to give a, uh, you know, a shout out, a, uh, a, you know, a welcoming of another product that's out there. Um, Upper Deck is officially licensed by the NHL. There is another product that I believe is licensed by the Players Association, but not by the NHL. And um, that company is called Leaf. And Leaf produces a couple different products, but Primarily, their go-to product is a product called In The Game. Um, I am not proficient at Leaf products. If there's anybody out there that can help me out with Leaf, uh, uh, In The Game especially. I have several In The Game cards. I really like them. The, The only issue I have with them is that you are not going to see your team's logo 
anywhere on the player. Um, you the memorabilia is top notch. It's very nice. It's much better than Upper Deck's uh, products. It's it's a little bit more reasonable in the game. Uh, but if you, for instance, you're a Penguin fan, you're going to see your player wearing a white jersey with yellow sleeves with a black trim, but no logo. And um, they have a product out right now called In the Game Used. Um, I, I don't know too much about it, but I think, you know, um, I would... All right, somebody said, Collins listed some of the upper deck young guns. He's already deemed them as ghastly. Let's see. They show some of the, yeah, they show some of the older young guns. Oh, boy. Yeah, they made some mistakes there. Yes. Linking me up. I did like the 2012-13 ones, and I did like the 15-16 yeah, see how that guns, the young guns for seventeen, eighteen has got like that that cursive and then like a I don't know what you call that font before that. I should know my fonts, but I don't. Hopefully once I get these suckers in my hands, I won't care what they look like. It's good to see some new faces. And I know Brian Little won't be in one of the young guns. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, um, Colin has put up a link in the chat room. And I, I want to remind you people, if you want to um, come, uh, we have a live chat room that is rocking. It is rolling as we as we speak. Um, you can listen to it on podcast. That That's great, too. But interaction is always the way to go especially when you're talking about hockey cards, but I appreciate everybody uh, coming. I think, you know, it's the 2008-09. I don't know if you guys can see that. The Young Guns, I just do not like that font. I, I feel like it's like, a, a, what are we going to, this is a Will Smith and uh, Kevin Klein movie? Uh, what is this, the Wild Wild West? I don't know. I, I don't dig that. I, I, but I guess it's all personal taste, as they say. So um, that's not one of my not one of my faves. So again, if you want to check out Leaf, I see some really nice stuff from in the game. But if you're looking for the logo, and I really find, I find that in the game has much better, much better selection of some of the vintage or old school players. Really can't call a person vintage. But, uh, you know, vintage material from some of the older players. You want to see some nice Paul Coffey stuff. You want to see some nice Bjorn Salming stuff. You want to see uh, Dave Schultz stuff. I don't know. Whatever you would like to see. You, they, they have really nice patches. I've gotten some terrific Phil Esposito stuff from them. And sticks, autos, all kinds of stuff. But mostly in trade. I've never actually bought an in-the-game product. So any uh, anybody can glean, glean or impart any knowledge to me as far as that goes. So as I mentioned, next week we're going to have Russ Cohen on. He's going to tell me who to buy 
uh, in this year's Young Guns crop, or for me to hope for as I rip these packs up. So we got that. Uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the program, um, uh, about Sports Card Forum, I'm going to try to have a couple of the people from their hockey site on. Uh, I've also talked to Beckett. Beckett uh, would like me to come on and do like a five-minute segment on their podcast. Um, and we'll see if that comes to fruition. But right now, I'm just uh, very glad that everybody's been so nice. And, and that's what really it is. I mean, the hockey card collecting and hockey card trading is, you know, very people turn out to be nincompoops. They're very good people. They're down-to-earth people. We like getting stuff in the mail with the traders. It's like Christmas every day. It's like, what did I get? And, of course, you run into a couple stiffs here and there, but primarily that goes for any hobby if you're trading, whether it be comic books. And speaking of which, I, uh, I, I've i been cleaning out the, uh, one of the sections of my houses, and uh, house, house, houses. It's not like a multi-billionaire. Um, uh, and I... Um, I what you call it? I uh, I found like all kinds of kind of memorabilia stuff, and I found a comic book, and I was all jazzed. I was like, oh boy, this is going to be worth money. I'm holding it right now. It's a nineteen. It's August third, nineteen eighty-two. Sixty cents. A Marvel superhero contest of champions. Thought this was going to work big bucks. Bubkiss, as they say. Or Bubkiss, as they say. Didn't get that. I thought that was going to be worth it. I find an Elvis pin. I know I'm getting a little off the track. I find an Elvis pin from 1956. 1956. What is that? 44? 61? 44? What? 61 years ago? Nothing. Uh, I wouldn't say zero. It was like 30 bucks I saw it on eBay. I'm like, this is from 1956. Apparently Elvis ain't that big anymore. Well, I came back from Vegas. He's still he's still big. Uh, I also found some baseball cards. Uh, but they turned out, apparently, I think it was my mom save these post I you guys remember this the post cereal used to come with cards and you could make a set and I think I got uh, I don't know what year this is but uh, I got like a Dave Justice rookie they're completely worthless completely worthless anyway I uh, went off the rails there a little bit but that's the way it works around here. And um, speaking of hockey cards, uh, I've been speaking of hockey. The whole show's about hockey cards. Um, the number again to call in. Now I, uh, I know Chris Cropenies could not join us today. Too. He likes to come in and, and chat with us. Uh, Chris is in Vegas right now uh, for work, so uh, you know we miss you, Chris. But we love your enthusiasm. The number again is one eight one eight five one four ten forty six. 
And uh, that's that. Uh, let's see what else that I have on the agenda that I wanted to talk. Oh, yeah, also Di- Black Diamond. They, they kind of really, they kind of reversed the order of, it always, Black Diamond always came out before Upper Deck. This year it seems like they're 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 messing with a little bit with the release schedules and kind of mixing it up. Um, so uh, they're they're doing that and, and what have you. So uh, the, it's going to be Black Diamond. Looks like it's going to be about two weeks later after um, Upper Deck Series One. So I guess I wanted to talk about maybe perhaps the. Uh, what would you guys prefer to collect? Are you a collector that is going to collect a certain player? Are you going to collect a certain team? Are you going to collect a certain subset? Um, Are you all over the place? Are you one of those guys that has to have every card printed? Are you a guy just, I want every rookie card of the guy? Um, are you a person that doesn't want the card of, let's say, say he plays for your team and then he gets traded. Are you more apt to trade or sell that guy because he's no longer on your favorite team? I mean, today's game players aren't around as long as they used to be. I mean, if you come in on an ELC and then you wind up, getting a bridge contract, you know, you may have five, you know, five, six years, but then you, you know, may go on to another team and then he's gone or your guy could be traded. Like, uh, the aforementioned John Newman, who put a lot of stock on Derek Stepan, uh, got a lot of cards. In. Now he's on Arizona and, uh, do you sell, you trade, what do you, you keep them? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know where people stand. It'd be interesting to find, uh, um, you know, what, the, what their, their preference is. Um, so it, it depends, you know, it depends on what you feel. I personally, um, I like to collect Rangers. I mean, I like to collect my team. Um, I have certain favorites on the team. I like to collect them. It feels like I have personal stock in them, which is really weird. I have like this transference thing that like, that, you know, for instance, my player scores that somehow in my lunatic fringe mind that his card now will go up by 0.3 cents, which is just, Ridiculous, but it, it makes me happy. It's kind of like it's kind of like um, it's almost like fantasy sports, like fantasy hockey. I know a lot of people had um, a lot of their fantasy hockey drafts this week. I participated in one, and that was the thing I was kind of bantering around about. You know, there's so many things encompassing hockey and hobbies, whether it's jersey collecting, whether it's fantasy hockey whether it's hockey cards, whether it's people who collect hockey pucks, just autographs, through the mail, McFarlane's, all this stuff that I'm thinking about kind of putting into this show. 
Because, I, I mean, talking about these sets and, and the cards, I love talking about. But I think to really bring a, a really solid community of hobby enthusiasts, it might be the way to go. I mean, keep it primarily cards. But there are so many different aspects. I mean, this game is just, this hockey is just such a wonderful sport. Uh, I can't watch baseball. It's boring to me. Uh, hockey, even in, you know, when I watched my Rangers lose to Jeremy's beloved avalanche, that game was exciting. It was up and down and, and goalies are making saves and, uh, you know, besides the refs trying to destroy the game with these stupid penalties, I mean, we go through it every year, hockey fans, with this this nonsense. At the beginning of the year, they're enforcing everything, and it's just so stupid. You can't even tap anybody anymore. I mean, it's just ticky-tack. It ruins the game. And then, you know, if you've got a player that's on a nine-game tryout and he doesn't kill penalties... Well, you know what? He, you don't really get a chance to see him and see what kind of impact he could have. It's just bad all around. Uh, and, you know, yeah, I, I'm, you know, Jeremy is like, like Paul Stosny was a guy I really thought that he would emerge even bigger than he actually did. Jeremy's bringing him up. Uh, he's certainly a, a really good player. And, um, you know, see, you're like me. Jeremy's exactly, he's current roster crazy. I, I am like, th- I'm like that too. I got everybody on the co- current roster. Well, to an extent. It's not like I'm going to go out and get Rick Nash cards because he's going to be gone at the end of the year. But, uh, you know, and I've never really taken to him for some reason. But the younger guys, I have to have. Wow, that's like it's, like, it's like I, I'm physically investing in them. It's a weird dynamic. And like I said, with the fantasy hockey, it's kind of like you take ownership of them, even though you have absolutely no ownership. You're like, yeah, uh, you know, Sean Monahan scored tonight. Yeah. All right, you, you make some advances in your fantasy league, but, you know, but these are the little things that make us happy. And, you know, in a world full of strife and crapola, listen, we find a little pleasure in a hobby that's fail, you know, fairly innocuous. It's all good with me. That's why we're all here. Uh, Jeremy's also saying that he doesn't acquire Duchesne anymore. Yeah, he's – he played a decent game the other night. But, yeah, he it's a matter of time with him too. He's – squabbling with management and the management doesn't seem happy with him. And there's a whole thing going on there. I'm sure you know better than I do, but uh, yeah, you know, it's a matter of time. You know, these guys are going to be gone. And, uh, but there are people that just, they collect every guy. I mean, I have people trade with, they trade for the most obscure guys on their, on their team. You know, you got a Capitals fan who wants, you know, all the call Alzners. You know, okay, have a party. You know, so um, you know, it's all good in our neighborhood because it's it, it's all fun. And it, and speaking of fantasy leagues, uh, again, like I mentioned, I like some of these. The, the I went all younger in my fantasy league. I really 
did not want guys that have been hanging around for years. I wanted more of guys who had a lot of upside. And I guess that's what I look for in cards as well. And I, I actually wound up picking a lot of guys whose cards I liked from last year. Uh, uh, I picked, who did I pick? Sebastian Aho. I picked uh, Matthew Kachuk. I, I wound up getting Connor McDavid, which I had the first pick. So I was like, I was happy about that. But uh, I always like, I feel like I'm investing in these guys. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. I may have to spend some extra time on the psychiatrist's couch uh, um, uh, to work that one out. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see what Colin's saying. If a player switches a team and wins the cup, I know it depends on the collective, but does the value drop that much for his cards from the first team? When Derek Stepan wins the cup with the Coyotes, okay, for example, will his range of cards be worth as much as those? That's an interesting question. I guess it depends. Like, this is a Carl Haglin question. Carl Haglin was a New York Ranger. Uh, he then went to Anaheim. And then he won two Stanley Cups with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, now, Carl Haglin, I think, in last year's Stanley Cup was not really a uh, main component of uh, their Stanley Cup. He may have been a healthy scratch in the playoffs a couple times. Uh, I would say they're a little bit more sought after, but if they're not a main cog, now it would be interesting to see how Phil Kessel's cards, since he's now won uh, a couple cups with Pittsburgh, uh, he started off with the Bruins, then to the Leafs, and then to Pittsburgh, whether his cards. He's played a pretty good role. Um, I, I would think, as far as book value goes, probably not. Unless you're winning several and you're a... On the open market, when you're selling, um, that's a different thing. People will now start to say, listen, I love this Carl Haglin. He's skating all over the place, two cups with him. He's a good role player, you know. So I think, yes, I think on the open market, you will get more, more uh, when, you know, when you're selling a card, you probably will get more. I don't think with the trader, when you're trading, it has much to do with it. Unless you become just a super fan. Uh, uh, so I, I don't know uh, if Paul Stosny wins a Stanley Cup with St. Louis this year uh, is, do his cards go up uh, probably not book value wise if he scores the game winner in game 7 uh, that could affect I mean that, that certainly could affect um the card in the open market when you're selling it. I mean, it's, you know, it's kind of a prestige thing and it depends what market you're in too, because a lot of these, like, you know, if I know this will never happen, but say Jonathan Huberdeau scores the game seven winning goal for the Florida Panthers. Who's buying that card? They can't even get 4,000 people 
at their, their arena. So how many people are collecting cards out of those 4,000? It depends. Now, if it was Cutter's beloved Maple Leafs, and it was uh, Mitch Barner scoring that Game 7 goal, you better believe his cards are going to go up, probably book value as well, because there are so many collectors out there. And right now they're pretty good, um, at least on the Beckett side, of with the real-time pricing. Uh, they're watching eBay pretty closely to see what's what's being sold out there. They're, they're, they're factoring that into their pricing more than ever. Uh, whether a lot of it's fair or it's not, I don't know. You know, it's not for me to say. I just, you know, I just work here. You know, I just, I abide by the whatever they say. Well, I don't abide by it, but I use it as a guideline. I'm a, I'm a slave to nobody. Except to maybe Diet Pepsi. Which, uh, which is uh, quenching my thirst right now. Okay. Now, what else did I have to talk about here? I feel like I'm... Uh, kind of running out of gas, but I'm not. I still want to talk. I still want to talk about hockey. I'm just so glad hockey is back. Uh, like I said, some high-scoring high games. Uh, we'll go back to upper deck. Looks like they're going to stay with the, the same kind of... Uh, uh, they got some new options. Uh, they've got the Centennial Standouts, one in five packs. I don't know, that could be annoying. They're going to have photo variations, one in 1,000 packs, and a, something called the second six, which is one in 1,000 packs. I wonder if that has to do with the expansion, uh, the expansion that happened um, after the original six. What's the first expansion, 68 or 72? Both. Not sure. Somebody in the chat room help me out with that. They win. You score. Um, I don't know. So maybe somebody. Jeff, help me out with that. You're my uh, uh, resident historian, hysterical historian. Uh, anyway, so that may may include that. Um, uh, they've got a gold foil, which I think is numbered to 99 or 25, which that was. Gold foil ninety nine. These used to be exclusives. I don't know what. Uh, and platinum blue. Uh, but again, there'll be uh, clear cut superstars returns, clear cut honored members update, clear cut leaders, clear cut foundations, uh, upper deck canvases back. And it's funny, upper deck canvas basically. It used to be Upper Deck Masterpiece. They used to have a, a line called Upper Deck Masterpiece. And they were just like cards that look like art. Basically, they had like these little groovy lines in there. And basically, they just stopped making Upper Deck Masterpiece and made it Upper Deck Canvas subset in the Upper Deck Series 1 and Series 2. So uh, apparently, if you get, you go out and buy one of these hobby boxes, 
You go down to Izzy Sports Card and Hempstead Turnpike like I'll be doing. Go down to see Izzy. And uh, you will get in a one hockey hobby box break, according to their promotional letter here. Upper Deck says you will get six Young Guns, five Brian Littles. No, I mean four to five Centennial Standouts, four Upper Deck Canvas inserts, four Upper Deck Portraits inserts. Why? Why with those portraits? I just don't get it. I don't want a black and white card of somebody. It's just stupid. Uh, three Shining Stars inserts. Uh, they could be uh, the blue, and it's just one Shining Stars red parallel. Hmm. So uh, that's what you could be looking for uh, as far as that goes for the upper deck. So we pretty much uh, covered all the bases for today's show. I want to thank everybody for uh, joining in, participating, helping me out in that chat room with your questions as usual. You guys rocked it. You rolled it. And uh, we have come to the end of another broadcast. Uh, Big ups to Jeremy. Big ups to Jeff. Big ups to Colin Cook. Big ups to Scott, Sports Card Forum. I'm going to have those people in. Next week we'll have Russ Cohen in this, up in this hizzy. Uh, I'll be linking some of the books in the Facebook group. Join that Facebook group. Uh, I'll get to more of John Newman's pricing next week. Uh, you can take all those Stepan cards and trade them and get rid of them because they're garbage. Sorry, my Ranger Venom coming out there. I want to see more people in this chat room. I appreciate everybody's here who's listening. Come back next time. Listen live. Interact. It's all about hockey. I love hockey. I've got, I've even got love for Islander fans on this show. This is how much love I'm trying to, to spread here. So, um, take care everybody. And I'll see you on the, uh, the other side uh, of next week, Saturday at 2 PM, Lord willing. Good night, everybody. Take care. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.